When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're live from Terrigal and the rain has hit and swimmers are warming up now for the two-kilometre event. We've had the one-kilometre race and uh, the great Paul Lamont joins us from Terrigal Surf Life Saving Club, Australian Masters record holder after a sensational meet last weekend. Yeah. Uh, Paul, great to see you upstairs on the balcony and uh, tell us more about your Masters swimming last week. Yeah, well, I participated in the Masters Swimming Australian national championships in sydney last week and it was only a couple of weeks after aussie surf and i competed in my new age group and i came away with six national records which i didn't expect in my new age group um in the uh 200 and 400 individual medley 200 meter backstroke that i don't do much of that in the surf but also the two four and 800 freestyle so i was quite surprised i didn't expect that and um at the end of the meet I was quite surprised, and I don't go out to get it. I just wanted to go down and, and see what I could do. Um, they awarded me Male Swimmer of the Meet, so I was very pleased with that. Yeah, congratulations. Wow, what an effort. He's, abso- a, he's a Mark Spitz. Yeah, it's absolutely huge. Uh, well done, mate. Mark Spitz. Yeah. I, I like it, Butes. Yeah, thanks very much. I've well, done my research. Michael Phelps. Super stuff. And what was your most impressive swim, in your opinion? Um Believe it or not, and I haven't done much of it because um, was I think it was my 200-meter backstroke um, because I was only two seconds off the world record in that, oh. and I really haven't prepared much for that. Like I basically, my preparation was actually for the Australian surf titles um, weeks before. Like I was basically swimming a couple of mornings a week, and then the other mornings I'd be ski paddling, board paddling, and doing Ironman training. So. Um, but backstroke's probably always been my strongest stroke and uh, yeah. the one that comes naturally to me. So, Butes has got his hand up. He wants to ask yeah, a question, yeah. but can you give us a time? Like what kind of time yeah, if you're yeah. two um, seconds off a world record? Yeah, um, the world record is 2.16 high and I did 2.18 high or 2.19, I think. Yeah. My goodness. Most people wouldn't do that doing freestyle. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm one of those people too. Yeah. I'd be still swimming <laughs> this 1K, I can assure you right now. Uh, the so in addition to your six national records yeah. that you got last weekend, talk to us about the Aussie titles. How many national titles do we have now? Yeah, I'm actually. Did you crack uh, the hundred mark? Not not quite. Oh. Um, I'm on with Pool Rescue, everything included. I'm on 99 at the moment. <laughs> so I never ever imagined I'd ever get to that. Um, and and Steve knows that that's not the reason I do it for either. I do it just because I just enjoy competing and meeting up with friends and new fr- old friends, new friends, and um, just getting out there competing and in, in the variables that the surf can put on us. Yeah, Paul, uh, we just saw the one kilometre race here at Terrigal at your home surf club. Erwin uh, Mulatto in first place, Jack Green second in the one kilometre race. A young lady, Jasmine Alexiou, in third. What were your thoughts? Yeah, um, yeah, Elliot, the, the guy who won it, he was fantastic. He looked like really smooth in the water um, and looked very comfortable. And the guy who got second, Jack Green, he's actually um, he's one of the guys who I coach. He, he's an up-and-comer. He made the Australian um, 
under 17 board final and was right up there. Um, so he's one of one to look out for. How would they? How would you have gone against these guys time wise? Do you think? Uh, <laughs> just curious. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it's funny you say that. Jet and I um, uh, have been this season have been very much the same. Yep. And we've been great training buddies and. Um, and I think next season he'll be ahead of me because he's, he's developing. He's still a developing athlete, and um, I, I predict a big future for him. Yeah, Paul, so he's been too humble. No, no, he's very, he, very he, humble, mate. He flicks a switch on game day. He's out there doing water safety, much to the relief <laughs> of every competitor out there. Yeah. Hey, we need to go to a quick commercial break. Uh, then we'll come back and get some uh, results from the NBL overnight, all thanks to KO. Thanks also to McDonald Jones Homes. Don't forget the open line, 1300 42 15 uh, Just one more word from Paul Lamont before he goes back to do water safety. Who would maybe be the favourite for the two-kilometre race coming up in six minutes? Well, I know for a fact, um, I think Elliot will be very difficult. If he does that again, he'll be very difficult to beat going on the way he went then. He looked really comfortable in the water and very much like a Kai Hurst-type technique. Morning live at Terrigal Surf Life Saving Club and the two-kilometre race is underway. If you missed the earlier result, the one-kilometre race, Erwin Mulatto was the winner, Jet Green in second place. Young lady Jasmine Alexiou was third, and we just saw the start of the two-kilometre event. She was off, wasn't she? Jasmine Alexiou took off like she was shot out of a cannon, so I dare say I can see about four or five swimmers. They're heading south towards the haven. I think they're being guided by (coughs) Paul Lamont, who was just on the show. He's doing the water safety, leading the way. Yeah, so... Really looking forward to this one. The, the winners in the one-kilometre race around about the 14-minute mark, so we're thinking they'll be finished here in under half an hour. It'll be interesting watching the tactics of these first five groups and whether they swap the lead at various stages, you know, similar to cycling. You know, so you get in a little bit of a slipstream uh, of Pel- various stages. Peloton. Peloton, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I don't think it's the done thing in this type of event. In surf swimming, you can jump on someone's feet. Yeah. Last week at Caves Beach, I was touching someone's toes and uh, I was kind of told afterwards... It's not really the done thing. Like, you know, there's a lot of ocean out there. Uh, you, you can swim in a pack. No slipstreaming. Yeah, not not really. But, um, yeah, looking forward to this race. And you can see already how far spread out they are. And there's a lot less swimmers in the two-kilometre event. Obviously, it's because, yeah, it's a lot more difficult to get through. Yeah, no doubt about it. And obviously, it appears that for some of these athletes, the 1K was just a warm-up for this thing. Yeah, and I reckon at the moment, you, you tell me, Butes, I reckon at least 200 metres between the leaders yeah. and the back markers in this race. Easily. Easily is. And I, there is one definite absentee from this 2K race, and that is one Laurie McKenna. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll come up and we'll have a chat to you later on. And a shame Hayden Smith isn't here either. So, mm. he's one of the superstars from this surf club. I'll tell you who is in this race, Dan. Kingsley from Shelley Beach Surf Life Saving Club. Now, he's an outstanding swimmer, and I've got some money on him. Particularly, he'll win his age group, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Ian Moose-Rebilliard is here, Terrigal local, and this must fill your heart with joy seeing the ocean swim at Terrigal Surf Club. Yeah, it's nice to see it back, Steve, and uh, obviously two full fields. I heard you mention Butes Laurie. Well, I know he did the 1K a little bit earlier. Very proud of that because he has his... uh, the, the Scottish group here every morning doing the Scozies. So obviously he uh, he was probably uh, peaking for this event. Good to see and uh, look forward to listening to him a little bit later. Yeah, and you are right. Uh, you know, for the last couple of years, the pandemic's affected everything, including ocean swimming. Yeah, so I mean, I, I was actually out earlier this morning and it was good to see the setup. And I, I said to Chris, I said, oh, obviously it's the ocean, ocean swims back. So it's just, uh, it's an iconic, you know, Terrigal event and it's just nice that it's back 
today. Hey, uh, earlier, Adam back at headquarters mentioned the NBL results. All thanks to KO. You can catch the NBL on KO and, S- and ESPN. Last night, Sydney Kings winners over the Hawks, 89-79. And good to see the Jack Jumpers in the finals in their inaugural year. And there's a Central Coast connection there. But they went down to Melbourne United. 74-63. Yeah, I watched that game and uh, to see Matty Kenyon who came through the academy, he was obviously a, a crusader as well, starting for the Jack Jumpers. Just nice to see and I actually uh, had a shout out to him before, before the game. Just a lovely kid um, realising his dreams and uh, unfortunate result for them and I look at Melbourne and think, crikey, you know, how, how do you beat them? Um, they are just so deep. You, you know, you're bringing Barlow and Newley off the bench. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, it's like, wow, they're, they're hard to beat. And the Kings, a big performance going down in Wollongong last night. That's a big win down in the gong. It's obviously a hostile environment. It's uh, There's that friendly New South Wales rivalry. Well, I say friendly. There's that New South Wales rivalry that has always existed with the Hawks and Sydney. You know, the Sydney, the, 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 the argument at Illawarra is, you know, Sydney have the money, they have the, the population base, etc., etc. But interestingly... You've got two players in that Sydney Kings outfit from Wollongong. <laughs> and so it's just an interesting rivalry. And to get a win down in the gong, it's a, it's a great get for Sydney. And the Kings are set up very well to advance to the grand final. Yeah, and uh, another Central Coast connection, Jaden Hodgson, has been at the Kings. You, you won't see too many stats for him. You won't see too many minutes. But he has got a crack. Well, that's right. And he, uh, I think, more recently went to Cairns. I saw he was on the bench last night. Not suited up. But again... Uh, an athlete that's come through our systems up here on the coast. So uh, Jaden is a, you know, he's a bench player, a, a development player in that role. He's just biding his time, waiting for for the chance. But uh, you know, he's he's got Adams and uh, he's got some good players in front of him in in Angus Glover, Vasilovic, and obviously the MVP. So. You know, he's he's learning every time he's at training. And, uh, you know, he, he in time will get a, a full a full uh, contract, I'm sure, with yeah, the Kings. fantastic. Hey, uh, Moose, uh, the NBA, any surprises with Milwaukee, the reigning champions, downing the Bulls 4-1 in their series? 116-100 to in, in the final match. Warriors over the Nuggets, 102-98. They win that series 4-1. Uh, big win for the 76ers over the Raptors. I'm just trying to find your team here. I know you're a massive fan of the Celtics. Well, I, I am a fan of the Celtics, and, and I know, you know, they're having, having been to the gardens and watched some games there, the history in that club and the passion that those players, as soon as you put on a green jersey, look out. And, yeah, uh, and they swept their series against the Nets. And they're now... After Steve Nash's head, you know, he obviously had that close uh, partnership with Durant, but it wasn't to be. But, you know, what they faced, I guess, with transfers, with injuries, with the whole box and dice around COVID, the fact that Irving wouldn't suit up because he wasn't uh, vaccinated, you know, I mean, there are so many things that are in a way out of the control of the coach, but... The old story, players win games, coaches lose them, and as soon as you lose the series, <laughs> his neck's on the block. Did we see during the week Ben Simmons uh, not suit up for his team because he had a sore back? Yeah, I get, I get asked a lot about Ben Simmons. Um, you know, obviously he's got some demons that he's trying to deal with, and uh, 
you know, the mental health issues, the transfer when they traded Simmons for Harden. Harden's gone to the 76ers and it's, you know, playing a great role with them. So, yeah, I'm not sure, Butes, but I know his father would be feeling the same pain that probably a lot of people are. Yeah, yeah you know, Butes... Also, the lower part of the back, as in around the bum region, perhaps. Uh, pain in the... <laughs> you know, though, Butes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did mention to my son, Corey, uh, you know, who's studying psychology at, at university at Newcastle, and I said to him that Twitter's blown up about Ben Simmons and about his back pain. And and Corey said to me, his first comment was, it shows how seriously some people take mental health issues. Now, if that's what it is, like, because he's had ongoing issues, is that correct? Well, he has. And, you know, obviously he had that when he had a poor performance with the 76ers during the last, not this year, but the previous year in their playoffs, it's easy to point the finger and blame. Um, but, you know, and you'd know this, Butes, in, in professional sport, it, it's easy to point a finger and blame someone if your results aren't going your way. And then it's how emotionally resilient are the players. And if you've got some cracks in that armoury, it gets exposed. And I, I, I feel for Simmons because you just don't know the whole story. It is, as a professional sportsman, it's probably one of, you know, outside of politics... That's probably one of the most exposed areas, right? And if you have those weaknesses or, you know, those cracks in your armour, then it can just absolutely bring you down and tear you apart. Yeah, if you look at Twitter every weekend, yeah, and particularly some of the big leagues around the world, there'll be sixty or 70,000 tweets about a, an individual player. Correct. And you just have to stay off social media. Just a quick update on this two-kilometre swim. Wow, you can see there's a league group that I reckon would be 70 or 80 metres in front. Would that be correct, Michael? I think so. And the thing about it is they're all within five metres of each other. So we've got five or six swimmers there that are going to really battle it out in yeah. this final case. And I can tell you why they're so far in front. So if you were to go down the local pool, all of those swimmers in the front pack, they probably do average their cycle would be about 1 minute 15 per 100 metres and they'd hold that so they'd probably sit around 110 or faster they'd have a couple of seconds rest and they go again that next group that are probably 70 or 80 metres behind they're probably swimmers that average they're 115 120 maybe one between 125 120 and then you've got a pack even further back that down the local pool they'd average 1 minute 30 for their hundreds So that's why they're spread out so much. So you've got seriously elite swimmers up the front, but fantastic to watch. Hey, Moose, you brought a whole bunch of pamphlets here. Next weekend, this is going to be amazing. Tony Clark mentioned Brad Donald earlier. He's going to be here, as well as a plethora of high-profile coaches. Well, it's a a groundbreaking move for the regional academies of sport, and we have over 150 of our head coaches from across New South Wales converging on the coast on Friday for a full weekend of coach education. And the names that we've been able to attract are simply outstanding. You mentioned Brad, Brad Donald, but we've got Lee Blaney, you know, the young Matildas coach, Clint Newton. And I feel for Clint, obviously, you know, the recent passing of his dad who did so much for golf in, in New South Wales, really, in, and in Australia. So Clint will be here, Kerry Potas, Paul Smith, a good friend of mine, the, the owner of the Sydney Kings. So we've got head coaches, we've got athletes that are coming through, Nicola McDermott, Matt Horsnell, um, Stuart Leong, you know, another golf contact. And then we've got an NIS, uh, sorry, a New South Wales Institute of, Institute of Sport high performance panel with uh, Sean Eady, Adam Cale, Sally Walker. Like, it's just a lineup that 
Well, as I say, it's unmatched. It's the first time the regional academies have done this. It will be just simply outstanding, and we are so looking forward to it. It's going to be unreal. And, of course, we've got the number one MC uh, giving us a hand as well, which uh, shouldn't go missed. Ching, ching. There had to be a dollar in there somewhere, didn't there, steve Yeah, well... But, uh, I, just I, got, I can't say that on the air. No, of Quality remains, Buttes, no. long after the price <laughs> is forgotten. Talk, Steve, I got a message from uh, Bluey, a.k.a. The Narc. Yes. Who actually, you were talking about the swimming and the slipstreaming. Yes. And he said you've been slipstreaming me for years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, The Narc would like to know that the young man sent off last night too, went to Palm Beach, Grumman High. Oh, uh, go. Got to mention Palm Beach, Grumman every yeah, show. Every time. Uh, so which of these seminars are you really looking forward to seeing next week? I mean, oh. Kerry Potas has just come off uh, your SAS Australia, which was awesome to watch. And, you know, she was kind of flying the flag for you know, middle-aged women in that and didn't want to give up and showed her strength and resilience. Um, you know, I'd really be interested in hearing from Stuart Leong the way that Australian golf is going at the moment, but how about for you? Yeah, well, we've got, again, such a mix. We've got, you know, these high-quality coaches, we've got owners, we've got athletes that have come through, and if you think of the audience, they're the next set of emerging coaches that are going to provide the instruction across so many areas, but if I was to pick Oh, it's going to be hard. But oh. if I was to pick one... It's like You shouldn't do that. But Michael Scott, who's actually working with N-Swiss at the moment to put the plans in place for Brisbane 30, uh, 2032 yeah, yeah. as a high-performance manager, what is required for our athletes to get to Brisbane, that, to me, in the seat that I occupy, is of real importance. And uh, I look forward to meeting him and learning from him. Live at Terrigal Surfly Saving Club, we've had the one-kilometre swim and now the two-kilometre event is on and I'd say, Buttes, they're probably in the home straight and one guy, or 21 minutes gone. We think the winners will be home in around about the 28-minute mark, but one guy who did the one-kilometre race, he's alongside us, the former mayor, the former inaugural coach of the Central Coast Mariners and uh, what? And apparently the only reason he didn't do the 2K was because we needed him in. No, it was because I'd done the 1K in 32 minutes. <laughs> That's the reason I'm not out there anymore, and my breathing was getting a bit erratic. <laughs> Laurie McKinnon, great to see you, my friend. And uh, how did it feel out there? How did it feel? No, no, it was good. We weren't sure if we were going to do it. I thought it was a bit rough this morning, but no, I'm, I'm glad I've done it now. And my big goal was not to finish last. And I had some guy outside of me that I had him. I knew I had him and I was scared to look behind me in case there was nobody else yeah. and I would have bottled it then but yeah. nah, I came over the finish line strong. that was great it was, and it was just meeting a lot of people who you see down here it's just a great community event where was the guy? outside of you outside I just had the elbows up in case he was trying to get past so I was just going to give him a wee jab there yeah <laughs> hey, there, it, are, there are a few sharks out there isn't it great to see the event back though? oh no nah, it's great and it was disappointing a few weeks ago in the Organisers told me as of two days ago they only had about 90 registered and as this morning they had about 250, yeah. which was fantastic that everybody's got behind it. Yeah, I heard the same thing. My wife Sharon did the one kilometre swim and she said that uh, she saw on Facebook that, you know, if they don't get more numbers, they're going to struggle. So I'm really proud of the community for rallying around this. Oh, no, definitely. And you can see they all know each other. It's just a good social thing out there and... 
I was just worried when I saw these guys, like they've got bodies like Buttes, you know, they all, I was worried. <laughs> I wouldn't have been worried if Buttes was down there with his budgie smugglers oh, on. No. I knew that I had him, but... You, yeah. You've seen me swim. It is pretty, it's very, very sluggish. Hey, Laurie, you've got a, you've got a foot in both camps. Uh, what a derby last week. Central Coast Mariners under Nick Montgomery, 4-2 winners. Plenty of controversy. Uh, your thoughts? And uh, I thought it was a very entertaining game and going up 3-0 at half-time and Newcastle had a lot of that early pressure, you know, they were, yeah. um, the manor sat back and caught them on the break. And to be up 3-0, you know, you go in there, you go, you've got this wrapped up. But the next five minutes, two goals, 3-2, charge of the light brigade, all sorts of pressure. Then Monty got the boys settled down and they could have stole a couple of goals at the end as well. So well deserved and it's, they're a big game tonight, big game tonight against West United. Then you've got the other, the derby in a week's time. He's and that could be the Manners going for the, um, that final spot. So the punters down here have to get up off their backsides and get out there and support them. He's done a great job, I've got to say, when you consider where they were 10, 11 weeks ago, 10, 11 rounds ago. You know, the writing was on the wall in terms of they knew they had a job to do. They knew how many wins they had to get. And they're on target. No, they're on target, and credit goes to Monty as well. A lot of these young boys that have came through, they've not just appeared. Monty coached them in the, the youth team over the last couple of years, yeah. and they've come through, and he's no hesitation chucking these young boys in, and I think they're playing above their years, a lot of these boys. Yeah, I think finally, though, yeah. Butes, uh, and we mentioned it earlier with Nick, that final third is just smoking at the moment. Like Cummings, what an acquisition he's been. I know you'd like to talk about him in particular, but... I've loved Arania. You've got Benny Ancololo, who's playing unreal, and, and Maresh as well. What a superb goal he scored to open the account last week. Going back a few months ago and at the beginning of the season, you look at the bench and that's where, the, you know, there were no impact coming off the bench. Now they've got that impact. They've got boys coming off the bench that make a difference. You know, yeah. you, you look at that goal last week. Yeah. You look at the goal last week in the whatever, 80 or minute. I think Whoa. it's his first touch. What a finish. Yeah. You know, I just want him to start doing those somersaults and backflips because <laughs> I love a celebration. It's funny. We spoke to, I spoke to Monty about that. The fact that as a coach, when you make changes, not only do you want those players to come in and up the tempo, but you want them to have an impact. They have and, to make a difference. And, and, and they, they're doing it. There were many weeks that there were nobody coming off the bench, and that's no disrespect for the boys. But now you had Urania last week. Matty Hatch is yeah, scoring they, goals. They're coming south. on. So it's, they've got a wee bit of depth. You look at them on paper, you go, who are these boys? But you actually, if you've been watching them all season, they've came in and they've established themselves as A-League players now. Yes. 4.05 is kick-off this afternoon against Western United. They're in a battle to win the Premier's plate, but... Last time they met in Ballarat, really, the Mariners should have collected all three points. Yeah, well, Cummings missed a penalty in the last few minutes. You know, um, it was really even game. Um, that's when Cummings done the interview after the game and says, look, I don't even know where I am. Where, where is this place? Like Ballarat. So, um, not a great advert for Ballarat. But, no, Cummings, he's got a great left peg on him. Him and Urania, I think, have built that understanding over the last few weeks. Um Urania's kind of probably just flattened out a wee bit, but they're coming into two huge games, and then Brisbane, Brisbane on Wednesday night, and it'll be good to see John Aloisi, former Manners player, 2008, uh, coming back up. He's done a fantastic job. Hey, Buta, a couple of players that have impressed me. So Dan Hall, he's behind Ru Antonyuk at the start of the year, gets an opportunity and seizes the moment. The other player that's really kind of grown on me too in the midfield is Max Ballard. Uh, I feel like at the start of the season, 
you know, he hadn't played many minutes, so the jury was out. But he's growing into that role. Miller? Uh, Max Baller. All oh, right. Yeah, no, like, I think if you go through the full team, you look at the beginning of the season to now, how those boys are playing, especially that Ollie's been out. You look, these, a lot of these kids have stepped up. These boys have become men. Yeah, because what happens, and Buttes will know this every bit as good as me, you chuck, you chuck these boys in, they sink or swim, excuse the pun, Yeah, yeah. and these boys have started swimming, and they, they're all in the 2K race, basically. They're flying. Moose, yeah. we go back to the uh, academy program next week with the coaches. You've got Laurie McKinnon in. What, what are you expecting from Yeah, you? talk about salary, Pat. <laughs> yeah. How have you done yeah, this? Well, Laurie will give us an insight into, uh, I would think, firstly, the success he enjoyed and how he engaged the community with his players and maybe the difference between the Central Coast, the Jets. I mean, it's always good to compare how different teams are managed and operated and those types of stories. And, of course, he's just a bit of a funny bugger. So, you know, you're going to be guaranteed that there will be a few humorous stories told at dinner time. Hey, boys, uh, we're, here we go. The, the, end of the, two, the end of the two-kilometre race and... The w- the winner here, it looks like the same guy that won the one-kilometre race. There's Nick Kelly on the microphone in the background. So I would say that's Erwin Mulatto. He's, I, I'd say he's gone back-to-back. We'll confirm that for you. In the end, he's won by probably... 40 or 50 metres. Look at this, though. 40, 50 metres, and look who's coming in second. Second place. It's the young lady. In fact, there's two young ladies here. They're going to find it out. They could go second and third. I think Spood's going to make the difference. The young fella gets across the line third, but what an effort that was. Stephanie Carey looks like she's in fourth place. So Jasmine Alexi, who runs second, what a terrific finish. I think Ben Kingsley is there, so he's a Masters athlete from Shelley Beach. And it looks like that big unit from Sydney Uni, I think, Steve-O, crossed the line there. Well, he looked like a specimen. Yes, he was. There's not many of us left. Yeah, so fantastic job. Erwin Mulatto goes back-to-back. Jasmine Alexiou in second place. Fourth place is Stephanie Carey. Ben Kingsley is there. Uh, Daniel Kingsley, I should say, is there in fifth place we've, from Shelley Beach. We've got two of the top four being female. What an outstanding effort that is from those young ladies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, back to Ian Moose Rebilliard. You're in the middle of telling us about next Saturday night and having the superstar, Laurie McKenna, on the bill. But there's also, there's going to be a few others in that keynote session. Yeah, well, we've got, uh, we've got Clint Newton coming for a fireside chat and uh, as well Paul Smith. And again, the idea of this, you know, Clint Newton, obviously a, a high-performing athlete. Now he's in the uh, Rugby League Players Association, the CEO of that. Paul Smith as an organisation's owner, what he looks at for coaching and how, how to uh, ensure that the appointments meet the cultural elements of a club. And, of course, you've got Laurie there, obviously, as well, with that great level of experience in the field of football. Great to see you, Moose. Uh, Laurie, I want to ask you one more question. If the Mariners can get over Western United this afternoon, do you really start to believe? I mean, at the moment, it's all about qualifying, holding that top six position. But if they can knock off Western United, who are running second, just behind City, do you feel like it could be the year of the Mariner? No, definitely. Because I think because they've got so many young boys in the team, there's not a lot of fear there now. They went they went through that dip in the middle of the season, so a lot of teams go through that dip. I think the Mariners have been through it. They get a win tonight or even a draw. A draw tonight, Monty would have to be happy. But they go into the Brisbane game, which is a great chance of winning the same as the Jets. If they can get results in the next three games, they'll go into that final series full of confidence. Yeah. 
and you never know if the come dogs scoring a few goals, anything can happen. Uh, great to see you, my friend. Uh, thanks also to Ian Moose for Billy.